howdy, howdy. It's a baseball episode. Welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. Super Duper. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's so good to be back with my old pals in the anime room. And Alex Patak. I'm Ken Griffith Jr., a third and final time. It's definitely not going to be the final time. That's it. <laughs> uh, and joining us this week from the Chapo Trap House podcast is Virgil Texas. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Good to have you. The spirits are high in the anime room, I think. Huzzah! Oh. <laughs> you know, we've been so crushed the last few weeks, and like, what a delightful day it is. You ever have a, a, a friend just uh, who won't stop talking and because they just like are uncomfortable with silence, so they fill the air with nonsense over and over again, and then once in a while have a really wonderful fun tale. That's what this episode was. No, Alex, I've never met anyone like that. Oh, well, it's a a phenomenon, I assure you. (laughs) Well, how are you doing, Virgil? How are you feeling? Uh, Not too bad. You know, maintaining steady metabolism right now. Feeling good. How's your metabolism? Steady. All right. (laughs) We'll get started the way we usually get started by asking you, Virgil, uh, what is your experience with Dragon Ball? Uh, I don't have that much experience with it, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You never seen it before? I've seen like parts of it, yeah. When you were like younger, uh, like a few days ago. But. A few days ago. <laughs> I uh, when I was younger, yeah, I'm sure I, I caught a few episodes, and I didn't. I I really couldn't make a hide nor a hair of it. Uh-huh. Uh There's a lot of yelling, uh, a lot of colors, that sort of thing. Would this be like at a friend's house or just out in the world? You'd stumble onto a dragon. I I, I I I don't really go out in the world. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, it would I, come I would to probably, you. Probably the television that I that I, that I have. <laughs> but like as a kid. Do you know anyone who was fucking with it, or was it just completely for? I did. I I did not know anyone who was huge on it. Though I think I remember there was one kid I, I know him too well who was uh, really into hentai. Uh-huh. And Go on. I didn't. Uh, I mean, that was the extent of my knowledge about. It. I didn't have like a conversation about it or anything. Did I, he? Did he wear this on his sleeve, or was this just something you found out after really getting to know him? Uh, I don't know. It was. It was. Uh, I don't know. We had a few beers after recess, and you know, people, <laughs> you know, people get. What do you? What do you jack off to? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, how do you do that? <laughs> I rubbed I against some library books, and then a breeze happened. I do remember that there were kids who were like super, super into hentai and would like try to pitch you on it. Right, right. <laughs> like they <laughs> like take you aside and be like, "Listen, I know you're jacking off to this Western uh, live action porn, but what you really need to get a load of." Shitting dick nipples. <laughs> now, as a youth, we are all sold on playgrounds, but what if I told you there were newgrounds.com? <laughs> Is this something you could be interested in? Did anyone, did anyone, you know, see anime as a kid and think, oh, uh, that exists somewhere. I want to go to whatever, (laughs) wherever this is and meet these people. And fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) It's the bottom line for all children conversations, I feel like. (laughs) I mean, I definitely, when I was watching anime as a kid, like, there was some part of me that was like, I want this to be real. Not maybe in a sexual sense, but definitely in like a, a genuinely trying to do a beam sense. Mm. I, I 
just wanted to be able to like go on an adventure instead of a career. Like yeah. it's mm. like, oh, when I graduate high school, I'm just gonna take my axe and and my dog who has like 10 <laughs> HP, and we're just gonna <laughs> go collect gold hidden in pots. Yeah, I'll kill a boar, and that will give me three rings. <laughs> yeah, mom, I'm just gonna instead of going to college, I'm just gonna crash around and fight orcs for a little bit in the woods. Don't worry, the Christian orcs, not the Jewish ones. <laughs> gonna get a Euro rail pass and just go grind on some orcs, you know? <laughs> uh, so what about like uh, like anime more broadly? Were you ever into no. any sort of anime? No, not really. That that uh, that train missed me. Huh. <laughs> what were your childhood pursuits, Virgil? Hmm? What were your what what were you into around the age where maybe people were finding anime like high school middle school Yeah what kind of child nerd were you cuz clearly Were you like a horror movie person I don't know I can't really remember Were you like a cool kid I mean in the way that I'm a cool adult <laughs> Oh I didn't I didn't so have a, a resounding I didn't, yes I didn't have a I didn't have a Patreon back then but if it existed I would have uh, For $5 a month I'll continue to do kid shit around the house <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, a similar uh, Like I don't know we've had people be into musical theater video games mm-hmm. Yeah like so you don't remember what kind of nerd you were as a kid like what Oh well, I definitely did gaming yeah oh, Okay, okay. That's, I mean, that's, but I take that as a given. <laughs> yes, okay. I mean, that's like saying you did internet. Like, that's a meaningless thing <laughs> to someone, like, especially growing up now. I don't know. Were you a console gamer or were you a PC hardcore? I was a, I've always been a PC gamer. Yes. Whoa. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting. What kind of, what kind of games are we talking about here? Uh, I'd have to go into the vault about it. Yeah, um, who were your guys? Did you do MMOs? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do MMO. Well, I mean, it was too, uh, this was in, like, the late dial-up era. Oh, so right. you really couldn't do that. It was I mean, forbidden. It, it would be. I, I mean, it would be aggravating to do it. <laughs> yeah, there was like Ultima Online was kind of like the first MMO in that like late dial-up era. Did you guys ever play Ultima imagine. Online? I never, uh, I'm familiar with it. I never. I never actually played it. I was it. still too deep in that like point-and-click RuneScape bullshit. Yeah. in that time period. This that was, was like this was like a few years probably after when Virgil's talking about. But uh, I would always play like off-brand MMOs that you could do for free. They're oh. like Rose Online, <laughs> <laughs> like RuneScape or some shit. Instead of a thief, the classes were like Stealing Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hunt boy. <laughs> but I could just imagine if the internet is slow, taking 45 minutes to log on to a server to then go around and just poach boars <laughs> at half speed you do in World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, that would be a bad design. <laughs> You know what? Uh, what about StarCraft? RTSs? That seems up your alley. I, I played Age of Empires a lot, but Ooh, not. Uh, yeah. I never played StarCraft. I never got on. Uh, I never got on that train either. Who is your nation in Age of Empires? I don't. Uh, don't say you don't. You don't. as a social. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> that's such a specific type of game. Like you definitely. <laughs> I, I, it's like how I used to play China and Risk all the time just so I could piss everyone off. What do you mean play China and Risk? There's no, <laughs> well, you, like you don't pick a country and Risk. <laughs> you could start with all your guys there. Yeah, you yeah. can start with all. You I'm, do the way Katie plays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the China. You mean you played as yellow? <laughs> Uh, no, I played when I when I played Age of Kings. I would be uh, the Byzantines, ooh, which was a very well-rounded civilization. <laughs> Were you ever into Civ? Uh, yeah, yeah, I played all the Civ games. Oh hell after, yeah! Uh, starting with the second one, right? What was your uh, what was your Civ 
I don't think I had a sieve. I don't have a sieve either. I feel like you're looking for you're looking for these specific answers that are going to come. <laughs> yeah, these are strange questions. You asked. I mean, I also can't imagine playing that game over and over again with the same sieve. That gets kind of tedious. Oh, really? England again. <laughs> Jolly ho. <laughs> you're alone in a room. <laughs> boats, 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 boats. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that you're describing the activity of like a true psychopath. <laughs> I feel like I definitely played Civ as one hero. What do they call it? Well, it like takes like civilization hours. Yeah. Civilization, but you have like the one guy who's like your figurehead who who threatens to hurt everybody. That part is really uh, 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 like a David Lynchian <laughs> of, of Civ that you're uh, Abraham Lincoln for eight thousand years. <laughs> And everyone has to do what you say. <laughs> I just always remember that like some of the civs had like a very well-rounded sort of character to them, and then like some of the like the the Mayan one, right? The Mayan one had the the really intense chief character who would just be like, "We're gonna eat your people." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only be kind of like racist to dead civilizations. <laughs> is what they found out. That's like why you never played Germany run by Hitler. <laughs> Which was just the biggest oversight, honestly. It's who it you want to play. Like, it was yeah. always like Barbarossa or something boring like You're that. You're going to play Bismarck, who leans towards fascism. <laughs> wink, wink. It's yeah, an easy play... tech tree for you. Yeah, I want to play as Weimar Germany. <laughs> I guess, like, what about, like, uh, uh, like, cartoons? Any cartoons you were, like, super into? I was always into, like, The Simpsons or The Critic or uh-huh. these, this this uh, uh, satirical programming. Interesting. Even mm. as, like, a young child, you're, like, sitting there in, like, a suit already, just like, yeah, oh, The yeah. Critic. Right, I open up my briefcase, uh, <laughs> taking, taking notes on Duckman. <laughs> ah, they're right. This is very uh, piquant criticism of the media. <laughs> it's very brave of them to criticize the very network they're on. <laughs> you give it to Newt Gingrich. <laughs> I always felt like the very specific political references in The Simpsons really kept me from really enjoying it around that age because they'd really hand it to like Newt Gingrich or Bob Hope or someone. <laughs> that Ayatollah. <laughs> I loved that as a kid because I, I, I so desperately wanted to seem smarter and more grown up than yeah. I was. But like Jeremy knew I was a kid. There was no doing that. <laughs> Just taking notes like you do for the podcast. Yeah. So if you look down, just me trying to draw Kirby. <laughs> Looks like everything's turning up Millhouse. I'll say that tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say that at the cotillion. Yeah. I think I was too busy quoting Monty Python because that was me. Yo. That's a, there are worse fates. But if that was like elementary school age. I grew out of it by high school, so I didn't get trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> is that the arc for Monty Python fans? The trench coat? Like when you picture Columbine, you're like, oh, those people loved the lampoon. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I will say I did watch some Dragon Ball Z last week. Oh, when, in preparation for this? Uh, No. <laughs> I was I was told not to prepare for this. It was a this. freak accident. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you might know, uh, we have a book coming out next month called yes. The Chapo Guide to Revolution, A Manifesto Against Logic, Facts, and Reason, now available for pre-order. And uh, one of the many, many, many just brilliant pieces of content <laughs> that you will get by pre-ordering The Chapo Guide to Revolution 
is a two-page manga illustrated by the brilliant artist John White uh, that I believe Brendan Will wrote. It's called. Uh, I've got to look up the. Actually, you know what? Let me just let me just look up the name. Did you find it? Yep, yeah, I got it. Okay. okay. It's called News Hero Attack on Demons of Error. It's <laughs> oh. a two page Aaron Sorkin manga. Oh, Ooh. delightful. <laughs> Our incredibly niche audience will actually love that. <laughs> and we recorded, uh, we spent a few days this month recording the audiobook. And the last thing to do with, uh, was the audiobook version of this manga which is you know obviously kind of a hard thing to do so our uh co-author brendan james who was the original producer of the show he uh produced this segment and i i just got the clip of it. it's brilliant it's really wonderful stuff so after you buy the book the print version of the book <laughs> the chapel guide to revolution a manifesto against logic facts and reason which is available for pre-order at all major book retailers <laughs> you can also uh get the audiobook which which i think is itself a just unique experience. Who reads the audiobook? Uh, it's uh, me, Will, Matt, Felix, and Brendan. Okay, evenly distributed? Fairly evenly, yeah. Which part do you have? Uh, it's it's parts throughout. Oh, okay, it's okay, okay. kind of, you know, it's, so it's they, they had you watch Dragon Ball Z so you can properly voice act that manga page? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Will you weren't, you weren't getting the direction. Well, and then... <laughs> well, and so that uh, Brendan could figure out Kind of like uh, what sound cues and things like that, how to produce it. <laughs> so was that that was Will's idea? Uh, the the manga, the, the watching Dragon Ball to get set for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Will, you know, logged on to his Crunchyroll account and he showed us some <laughs> showed us some animes. This is my favorite, I think, uh, side plot of Balling Out Super so far is. After we had Will on and like his like descent into full on weebdom, just sense. watch him unravel before your eyes. I feel kind of bad about it. Actually, I, know, I feel like we like introduced a crack addict back to it. Will yeah. watch Parasite. It's like I, like I can Parasite. just have a sip with my old friends at the high school reunion, and then you got the shakes on the boulevard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into the episode. Excelsior, it is I, Jordan D. Peterson, and I'm here to talk to you about my favorite new podcast that I see around the web these days, Ballin' Out Super Podcast. Your forefathers would sit around a campfire, and you'd all listen to the podcast, and they'd shake their heads and hold on to their women's breasts. It's really something that doesn't happen anymore, and it's sad. You should donate $5 to their Patreon, and it's really fantastic what they're doing behind that paywall. As presented in the Disney archetype, the universe have always been there presenting these norms, and that's what we have to do. We have to support these podcasts so that we can use them to all fuck in a big pile. That's what I want to do. I want to fuck in a big pile of Jordan Peterson style, baby. The title of this episode is A Challenge from Chopper. This time, a baseball game. Woo! Woo! Take me out. Just like Franz Ferdinand said, take me out. Ball game. (laughs) Just like Franz Ferdinand said, ow, that bullet hurts. (laughs) Owie. You know, these titles always seem very long and unwieldy, but when you consider them like nine innings of a title, it's actually a very appropriate length of words. (laughs) 
just keeps going. Chapa calls up his bro Beerus on the inter uh, universal telephone, and he's like, "I want to play sports." And uh, he's like, "Okay, uh, let's do it." And it turns out to be a ploy to get some yum yums. Yeah, yes. secretly he wants yum yums. <laughs> From what I remember, you know, seeing parts of this show as a kid, it seemed like the stakes were higher back then than uh, he wants treats. Oh, we are heavy in the filler episodes right now. Yeah, there's no, like the stakes. They're just wasting our time. The last plot, the villain had a plan called Zero Mortals. Yeah, Operation Zero Mortals. (laughs) And now uh, we are playing baseball. For yum yums. Devil's Advocate. As a destroyer, Champa and Beerus still could destroy the planet at any moment in this very trivial baseball game. And then what a uh, a poem that would be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Wait. Important thing I wanted to point out in this phone call. So his pitch to Beerus, he calls, so he's the destroyer from Universe 6. He calls Beerus the destroyer from our universe, and he's like, I'd like to have a baseball game. What do you think about that? And then Beerus says something along the lines of, well, it is important to build inter-universe connectivity. Yeah. And it is not important to do that. There are separate places that are never supposed to meet. Never interact with one another. (laughs) Never supposed to talk. What a fucking sham, even on its face. <laughs> After Trampa talks to himself about his plan for yum yums, he's like, I don't give a shit about exercising. And Lady Weiss is like, well, actually, uh, food is even yummier after you work for it. When you lift yourself up by your bootstraps and work for something. Uh, you, you see, Champa, uh, when you leave the couch, there's a world out there. <laughs> a wonderful world. I just, it's so good that he's a fat god and people like approach him with it like it's a problem. <laughs> he's not like the Buddha who's fat and it's fine. He's like fat and he's like, I know. <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> this is all definitely a ploy to get him to work out, right? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Kevin James style plot <laughs> to get Champa out of the house. So we go to Earth, and it is time for boyfriend watch. Look at all these boyfriends here to play baseball. Who's Ooh. team captain? It's Yamcha. Hell yeah, the only relatable man in Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's oh, fu- it's funny f- on this food related episode how they already put out two full plates of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> better sew up some plot holes real fast. Hey, where's Tien and uh, uh, fucking Chao Tzu? He's they're, on your shirt. They're, <laughs> they're somewhere. Uh, yeah, Yamcha just didn't invite them. It's fine. <laughs> I don't like them because I'm racist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> also, Vegeta and Goten are on the other team for some reason. For um, Because Vegeta is a bad boy who doesn't play by the rules, and then Goten wants to face Trunks, yeah. um, although that never comes up again. And they needed to fill out the team because the other universe does not have other people. Yeah. It was their idea. They did not bring the crew And uh, hit. They couldn't find, which I think it's funny because I think that voice actor was just like on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) But also, he's the master of a universe. You think he could grab literally anyone else from any from the baseball planet of baseball? You (laughs) long. Who else is here? Women on a bench, (laughs) clapping with babies. 
and Puar. And punking on Yamcha so much. Yeah, yeah, they're just fucking punking on. But you know what it is. It's like when you're like a pent up soccer mom just on MySpace trying to see if your old high school sweetheart got married or not. <laughs> and then you bump into him at the 7-Eleven parking lot when you're just trying to buy your menthols. And you're, <laughs> you're thinking like, about how your life could have been. And then you're just like, oh, Yamcha still got a job living in your van. He's like, yeah, man, the road's my freedom. <laughs> Uh, I need my like, van though. Van thing fist. It's a wolf van. And you're like, it's cool, man. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're so irresponsible in the back of your mind. Like, what if I got in that van? Just left this baby in this damn parking lot. And drove. <laughs> Just went on out into the beautiful world with that wonderful head of hair. There's no widow's peak on that. <laughs> Do you guys ever think that Vegeta should be bald in some way? I feel like that would really match his like very high testosterone personality. I always assumed that the widow's peak was him balding. And that it's just going to keep going back? Yeah. <laughs> that's a very interesting theory. I like that. That's uh, that's, Do, It's going somewhere. Do all the women on this show have kids now? Yeah, it's a real bummer. So it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like the later era Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> It's exactly like that in the sense that all these incompetent dudes are destroying everything and all the women are knocked up and nagging. Yeah, and Goku works for an ad agency because they have to explain why he has so much money. <laughs> this, uh, uh, this episode definitely feels like more of a click than a Billy Madison. <laughs> it's, it's not something you'll be like quoting with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. The episode does end with a Vegeta Dunkin' Donuts commercial. <laughs> First to the base, Goku pitches for Universe 7, and he doesn't know how to play baseball, so he goes Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm confused on this point. Yamcha plays baseball professionally. Yes. That's part of the story. It's he, canon. It's canon. He plays baseball professionally. And that means that none of his friends have even come to see him play? They're not his friends, man. I Yamcha <laughs> has a whole other life. These are the people that he's like, he's like out with his friends. And they're like, hey, we're playing baseball with the death gods. And he's just like, I gotta listen. I like help him save the world just once. And like, they did make sure I didn't die. So... <laughs> I gotta go to this weird fucking baseball game. They're like, oh man. We went to high school together. <laughs> they brought it's me like back from the game. dead. <laughs> I, do, I would love to watch a show with Yamcha's other friends <laughs> who are just normies who watch Dragon Ball. Full circle. Um, but Goku's pitching and Beerus has emphasized to him uh, because none of them know the rules of the game of baseball that he should under no circumstances let Champa hit the ball and so he throws it Super Saiyan Blue very fast like a big old fireball and it destroys uh, a, a 30 second sl- slice of the planet it's very fast <laughs> yeah he does a small Chernobyl up in that <laughs> just lit it up who's fixing these craters all the time I know the Weeses fix it this time they fix but... it this time but up there, they do it all the time. Those little league teams that are going to use that diamond later are all going to come back with like weird black pimples all over their body and like two dicks. <laughs> the other thing too is when he throws it, he destroys the ball. Like he, Gohan catches it in a mitt, and he's wearing like a lot of gear for this, which is like you can just take this ball to the face. You're you're a god. Anyway, uh, it destroys the ball. So if it destroys the ball, it's not even useful baseball wise. Yeah, someone says, talk about breaking the ball. I'm like, I've literally never heard that. I've heard of breaking the ball, but this broke the ball. (laughs) No translation, just direct Japanese to English. (laughs) 
<laughs> just do it. Just put it in the show. The closest acceptable translation is treated ball with dishonor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, the Weeses uh, reset the ring and they're like, this time, Goku, don't destroy stuff and throw it slow. And because Goku probably is on the spectrum and takes it very literal, so he throws it. So slow, and life goes on. Babies sleep, boys play in the field. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, a man's buried while a wedding happens. Children are born. Uh, <laughs> and the laws of physics are just completely off the table. Yeah, no. The uh, rains in Africa start playing. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. A little man in a bee suit lands on the baseball. He oh, has- yeah, I fucking forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> This is never close to explained. <laughs> you don't know who that is? Who is uh, do, do you know who that is? No, I'm asking. No, 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 no. That's not like a member of the show. That, no. that was just a B-man. This it, is like that Frankenstein cameo where you're just like, oh, I guess that must be a character from earlier in the show. <laughs> I remember the Frankenstein from Dragon Ball, though, but this is just a bee with a man's face <laughs> representing the passage of time. <laughs> And then uh, he gets fucking clobbered by Chompa the Destroyer, who hits him directly on the beat. Yeah. He hits the ball on the beat. He throws uh, the baseball out of the atmosphere. It's out of here. But it's a foul. But it's a foul But it's ball. a foul. Which, as we recounted in the room, remembering the rules of baseball, a foul uh, that is not the third strike is a strike. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Uh, right. Yes, I... God, that makes yeah, so Chop is playing a defensive baseball game. You know, he's he's playing those fouls. He knows how to keep this thing. Yeah. He's he's trying to milk it. He's trying to get Goku a little tired. So Goku then is told to pitch it a little faster, and he goes faster, slower, harder. And he's like, "What are you, my wife?" Yeah, he hey. says that. Hey. He says that because she demands sex from him, <laughs> and he would prefer to work on his train set. <laughs> I I hope there better be a filler episode about their love life. How are we covering the interuniversal baseball episode and that's not addressed anywhere in these 2,000 episodes? Next batter up, Winnie the Pooh. Yamcha on the mound. He goes, I wrote it down, uh, wolf fang pitch fist ball. <laughs> <laughs> By the Which merch. It's like a normal pitch, but he does that thing with his fingers that the ladies love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moves the ball. <laughs> Yamcha's a very sexual character. He leaves us all desiring more. But yeah, he's a fucking great pitcher. He did it professionally, and he gets everyone out, including the most exciting development in the show, the return of baby Vegeta from Universe 6, who is just a more Japanese character than the rest of them. <laughs> And he like shows up and he bows and thanks them for the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're roughly halfway through the episode, which does leave the viewer wondering, halfway through the first inning, will this be a six-hour-long episode of Dragon Ball? <laughs> <laughs> Yamcha's now batting up, and Vegeta is pitching, and Bulma cheers, and he gets a hard-on, which makes uh, Vegeta mad. So he throws a baseball at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that part. I did, yeah. I, I liked, uh, even though I'm a I'm a Yamcha fan. Yeah, fans know this. I, I liked watching him get hurt. Well, Yamcha's whole brand is that he's sexy and is abused. You know, 
He's a hurt individual. Goku's like, you figured out the game. You just throw baseballs at their beanbags. <laughs> and he's very excited because then he thinks he can hurt people, and the only thing he lives for is to hurt others. <laughs> and then he finds out you can't, while Yamcha looks off in the distance and thinks, you don't even know the meaning of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, 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 the fucking the Z-Boys, they go blue. They're yelling. They're throwing stuff at each other. There's beams. Vegeta swears. This was hard to write notes on, guys. Yeah, no, Someone it's, take it's, over, you're, please. They play, play baseball. baseball. They play baseball is the episode. Do you get it? They, <laughs> they just play keep baseball. playing baseball. They play baseball. They're, they're confused about the rules because they're not used to playing baseball. Yeah. And the- therefore, they have to adjust the way they play baseball. <laughs> they're also using their abilities in a baseball context. Yes. In a baseball context. Which normally, <laughs> they do not. They don't do it. Uh, and they all just want to fucking crush bones the whole time. Yeah. Very, they're just cavemen. This is a very Simpsons go to Delaware type episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like Goku them. plays baseball. Episode 7,096. <laughs> it, it does reek of like the, the writer's room just being like, I don't know. <laughs> what if we put them in different outfits? <laughs> <laughs> what if we finally explain how the women feel? That's not it. <laughs> They watch everyone play baseball. <laughs> um, so yeah, they do a bunch of baseball tricks. So Piccolo has a plan. Now Gohan's doing something. The robots here. Ah, everybody's having fun. Hey, robot! Hey. They, they do a thing where they're like the robot can't fly, hit it over his head, but then he does a combo move, and Piccolo goes a combo technique. <laughs> oh, you know what this reminds me of? I just realized. You ever read Casey Green? Yes. Remember the anime club? Yeah. It's 100% the anime club. And they screen in it, uh, Naruto goes to law school. And that's this. That's this episode. Well, if uh, uh, Gohan gets his own filler episode, it might (laughs) fucking be that. Anyone know what his job is? Uh, it's like Unclear. Dragon Ball goes to the stock exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Ring the bell. We've never seen trading of this magnitude. <laughs> oh, no, it's commodities trading. Let's get real. Okay. Does it, do you think this has an, uh, uh, an up over the Goku Learns How to Drive a Car episode? That's uh, in so terms classic. of just, like, senseless narcissism? I like. I think I like this more than the, the driving episode. Because even though this is hard to, like, recap play-by-play, I think this is actually a very fun... Oh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I had a laugh and a laugh and a laugh. Let's let's wrap it up so you guys can actually do your wrap-up. But uh, (laughs) uh, we have a couple... Just key points. Uh, so the the Beerus and Chompa start fighting. They have a, a cat fight. The storm starts a brewing. Lightning strikes. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, these guys can murder us. Uh, Goku's like, grab onto me. We'll instant transmission. Everyone gloms onto him. But they don't go anywhere, do they? They don't go no. anywhere because he said, I said, grab on, not squeeze on, which again is like, I don't feel like this. the wordplay worked out like you intended. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because right before everything goes to hell, uh, the Weeses break it up, and they're like, this isn't against the rules. Uh, and so they call the game, and they no say... No pudding today! <laughs> 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 
And uh, Universe 7 wins because as the dust clears in a crater, we see Yamcha dutifully with his hand out on home plate. He yeah. won. In the same pose as when he died in the Saints. As like, when which he was murdered. To... Yeah. <laughs> which is very sensitive to Yamcha, by yeah, the way. Yeah, everyone's like, this looks familiar. Ha <laughs> ha. And he's like, my life. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you died for us? He hurts to die. <laughs> Maybe that's why Yamcha is such a good baseball player because he has like all these like PSTD flashbacks while he's at bat. And he just has like a total emotional blackout and just wakes up in victory. And he's like, they're like, it's like you go to another place, bro. And he's like, you have no idea. <laughs> you just keep yelling the word wolf, man. We love it. <laughs> uh, that's the episode. And then, that's, that's it, that's right? That's the episode. Oh, and it ends where uh, Champa goes back and they're all practicing baseball and Lady Weiss is like, they forgot to eat. I tricked him into exercising. Womp womp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The guitar plays. <laughs> <laughs> we wasted another 25 minutes of your life. <laughs> uh, okay, let's rate the episode. Alex, out of seven Dragon Balls. Wow. So, um, one of the most fun filler episodes I have seen, but also, you know, um, I'll never have that time back now. So, I'm going to give it an even four out of seven Dragon Balls. I like that there were beams in it. If they were going to do a baseball episode, this was one of the more fun ways they could have done it. All right. Virgil, out of seven Dragon Balls. Afraid I'm gonna have to give it two Dragon Balls. They brutal. I mean, the game ended early. If I had got, if I had paid to see a baseball game and it ended after one inning, I'd be pretty pissed if I were a baseball fan. You know, uh, it could have got. They should have gone through all nine innings and I, maybe some extra innings. You know, if it's exciting at the end. Do we have a different scale for filler episodes versus regular Dragon Ball? Oh, I know I do. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, as a regular Dragon Ball episode, this is like a two. But for a filler, it's like four or five. And here's the thing, you guys, unpopular opinion. I like baseball because it tells a narrative about America. Yes, that sounds fascist. <laughs> oh, so unpopular. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, like, I, like, I like the seventh inning, Free the Slaves. <laughs> I like getting drunk with my dad. It's the only time we can talk. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say four. Four out of seven. That's a pretty nice. respectable show. Nice. Uh, I have a very unpopular opinion. I loved this episode. I thought it was very entertaining oh, and very no. fun. I'm giving it seven out of seven, seven Dragon Balls. Out of seven <laughs> Dragon Balls! This is wild. <laughs> I feel like we need to call a council on if you can even do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we got to do, um, in social work, they call it a process report when you do a, a line-by-line reenaction what happens and how you feel, and it'd be like, and then Jeremy gave the episode seven drag balls. It made me feel unsafe. <laughs> well, I guess you know what that means. It's time to summon... A baseball themed Shenron. Arise, Shenron! <laughs> Charge! Hey, who's eating some Cracker Jacks in the room today? <laughs> it's Jeremy. He gave seven Dragon Balls the episode. Shenron. It's true, I did. I gave it seven out of seven Dragon Balls. I thought it was very fun. What do you think, baseball Shenron? I'm taking off my hat for the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have 
some Grand Rule Doubles themed wishes today. <laughs> are you going to wish or are you going to give your wishes? Uh, no, uh, it is tradition on this show, Virgil, to give our wishes to our guests. So you get one wish from a baseball themed Shenron. And there will still be pugs before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I didn't realize I'd be getting a wish. So I got to think about it for a second. Who's, who's Shenron? He's the dragon and he grants wishes. Okay, run that by me again. You collect the Dragon Balls to summon Shenron so you can get a wish. That's the original premise of the show. How Once does baseball you, fit into that? Um, we think giving out a wish is a home run. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my wish would be that you have contentment, Shenron. Aww. Wow, no one's ever thought about me before. I'm gonna steal home with this great wish. <laughs> That's it for me, the most filler Shenron we've ever done. Bye, Shenron. <laughs> that was your fault, Jeremy. <laughs> you did this! <laughs> Do we have an email? It's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I will read this very quickly. Uh, this is from Joey Stutz, Ari, KRL, Sentience, Sapiens, Qualia, Robots, Androids, and Poo. That is the title of the email. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers really did it during Super and GT this week. Katie asked about sentience and GT, but you guys got the whole gamut between both shows. Basically, the argument boils down to how alive something has to be to have rights. There is a fuzzy cutoff somewhere between being alive and being human, depending on who, who you ask. <laughs> but I... <laughs> paragraph one. But I... <laughs> But I think it's a great week to ask the question because across the worst episode of Dragon Ball ever, Super, and the end of the shortest arc ever, I can ever recall, GT, they addressed beings with sentience and sapience. So first off, sentience. (laughs) It's like they knew you were going to be here. (laughs) First, First off, sentience. Much like the rest of those words, it has a fuzzy definition, but it really all boys... Now to is is uh, sensing things, but it doesn't require any higher thought. And super, we thought that the poop was clearly alive and reacted slightly <laughs> to being poked. But didn't go further than that. Next comes sapiens. Sapiens is defined as wisdom, or the ability to apply knowledge and experience, and also qualio, which is the idea that there's a difference between simply reacting to input, like the stupid robot in GT, and actually experiencing. It's like a, it's this is like the cheapest grad school class <laughs> I never asked for. Um, where it breaks down is when something is self-aware, but we are unable to verify if it actually is qualia or not, like androids. Does Darlene Arale have it, or was she? Simply programmed to mimic human brain. Love the podcasts, Joey Stutz. Well, thanks for writing in, Joey. Um, Thank you, Joey, for writing in. <laughs> I will check out your further reading. Virgil, what do you what do you got going on? Oh, uh, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, I do have a book coming out. It's uh, going to really be released in middle middle of August. You don't uh, say. It's called the Chapel Guide to Revolution: a Manifesto Against Logic, Facts, and Reason. It's available for pre-order right now. You can find out more information at chapotraphouse.com. What an interesting name for a podcast. <laughs> it's a very funny book. Uh, Alex and I both have read. I'm at in least the middle most of, it. of it. Yeah, uh, it's very good. Thank you. Very good job on the Thank book. You. Would you recommend 
buying the book? Oh, would I recommend buying the book? Yes, I would recommend buying the book. I would even say, buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> I'm going to buy it because I slept through that party. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Rogowski was there and no one knew what to do. <laughs> His eyelashes are too long. <laughs> uh, Alex, what do you got? Okay, this week I'm just going to plug my weekly show, Sundays on Avenue A and 5th at Sing Sing, Karaoke Bar, Bad News, it's a comedy show. The show starts at 7.30, doors at 7. I dress up in a little news suit and tell you the news. And then we have comedians on. This week we have Aparna Nancherla and Mary Mack. Hmm. So it's going to be fucking sold out. It's, gonna it's really good. It's a good show. You guys should go. Come, come. And then follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes, other podcasts, Pod Damn America. All right, Katie. You can find me at Twitter at, at Katie Rose, on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Uh, it's my birthday in August. You can find me at Venmo at Team KRF. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear me getting in a fight with my friends about Limp Biscuit on our other podcast, Two Minutes to Pod Night. <laughs> Pod Minutes to Cast. Pod I can't Minutes to Cast. It's very worst hard name to say. ever. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I I yell about Limp Bizkit and Britney Spears a lot. <laughs> All right. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out Podman's Cast Night. Uh, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super!